Hey, friends and family, colleagues, welcome friends, welcome fellow wanderers and wonders, welcome you of different faiths and no faith and whatever kind of faith. Um, changes for me on a daily basis sometimes, it feels like. Welcome celebrities. I don't know, Steph Curry, Jennifer Lawrence, welcome. <laughs> and mostly welcome mom. You know, because probably who else is listening? I mean, right now, first podcast, opening podcast, episode one of the Three Things podcast. I'm a little bit nervous, and uh, right now I'm just talking to a wall here at my log cabin out in 40 acres of land in the middle of Indiana. And um, man, there's a lot that's gone into this moment for me, so I'm a little nervous. Um, hopefully... This is worth your time. That's the plan. Um, welcome those of you who feel like I feel, um, who are questioning and love to question and celebrate questions. Um, this podcast is going to be an experiment. Honestly, that's what it is. It's an experiment. Um, I don't really have a whole lot planned um, other than three things. Um, and that's why I call it the three things podcast. I'm a creative guy. I came from a creative background. I owned a production company for a while and now I do, um, a lot of creative work. And so it's my tendency to like overcreate, you know what I mean? Like be over creative with things. And so I, the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what? I create things all day and I try to brainstorm and whiteboard and you know, whatever the latest buzzword is. And man, when it comes to these things, it just feels like I just, there are things I just want to say three things about, you know, and maybe you don't feel this way. And uh, man, I hope you get something out of this. Um, I know that I am I, I already. It's one of those things for me where um, maybe you have something like this in your life where you're kind of doing the day in, day out thing. You know, um, you do the same thing every day and you forget what day it is and you go to work and you kind of do the same job every day and you see the same people wearing the same shirt and the same shoes and the same things every day. And and then something hits you. It's a thought. It's an idea. It's somebody speaks life into you somehow. And you get start to brainstorm and you start to wonder. And Three Things Podcast has been that for me. It has been a deep breath in the middle of the mundane. It has been a rock in the middle of a stream. <laughs> um, just thinking about it. So already it's a success for me. Um, and thanks, Mom, for listening. <laughs> um, um, you know, I, as I talk about three things, um, the reason I set this up this way is is really as much for me as it is for anything. Because I, I don't know if you're like me, and maybe you are, I, I verbally process things. Um, I find myself in conversations about faith, about philosophy, um, about sometimes politics, although you're not going to hear me talk a lot about politics unless it relates to uh, faith and, and, and spirituality, which um, I believe just about everything does. Um, but uh, the one thing that always seems to happen to me is that I end up saying something in a conversation and I'm like, ah, I never, I, ne I never realized I felt that way. Or, ooh, yeah, that was what I meant to say. Or sometimes even worse, like, oops, shouldn't have said it that way to that person at that time about that president. You know what I mean? And um, so the, what I found out, for better or for worse, over 40 years old now, it's probably not going to change in me. I think best while I'm talking. 
And so that's what I'm doing. This is the three things podcast. I'm, I got a list of some things I want to talk about. Um, I, I would love to seed that and then, um, take requests from you guys. You know, what, what do you want me to come up with three things about? The truth is three things doesn't solve anything. It's never the end of the conversation. But what I found is when I've got all this stuff swimming around my head about what a real Jesus follower is, or what, what, who is God or what is the universe and what is politics and how do I, how am I supposed to deal with kids and what am I supposed to, and when I get all these things surrounding me, I, maybe it's the preacher in me. I've got preaching in my background and maybe, maybe it's the preacher in me that wants to just say, okay, what if I could just get it down to three things? What if I could just talk about this crazy subject and I could wrangle three things out of it? So that's what I'm going to do. And I hope it's helpful for you. Um, I hope that you send me some stuff. Um, I've got a few to, to go here and I think my mom can only come up with a few. <laughs> so that joke's getting old already. Um, but, uh, would love to get thoughts. And, um, so, uh, hit me up on social media. Um, if you're listening to this and you got something that you want me to wrangle three things, um, about today, I'm going to talk about three things about the three things podcast, just to start this whole thing off. Um, I'm going to talk about peeing on trees. I'm going to talk about Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about how important questions are to me. So how's that to start this whole thing off? Peeing on trees, Eleanor Roosevelt, and the importance of questions. Um, so first, the first thing that I, I want to bring up when it comes to three things about podcast is the idea of this word. Maybe you've never heard this word before, and you probably have, you're probably smarter than me. The word is catharsis. Let's let that one sink in for a while. Sometimes there are words in the English language where you just need to pause. This is one of those words, catharsis. Maybe you've heard it, a different derivative of it. Maybe you've heard cathartic. Um, the word catharsis was first made known to me as a senior in high school. Um, Steve Brewer, if you're listening, Steve, shout out. Can't tell you how much of my life um, I have thought about things you've told me. I was a senior in high school dealing with heartbreak, dealing with, you know, the the whole grease situation, you know, everything in my life was the epitome of high school and senior, senior year high school. And my creative writing teacher, Steve Brewer, stopped my life. You know, I don't, I don't think that's too um, grandiose, although you're going to find out I'm, I'm a grandiose guy. I remember the moment. I remember who I was sitting by. I remember what subject we were talking about. I remember what color the folder was in front of me. I remember the smell of his classroom when he said, creative writing is not like English class. It's not like math class. And it's not like science. It's not even like music class. Creative writing is like nothing else. And if you just make this like another class, you are missing out. And he caught my attention, partially because he was a great communicator and, a, and really loved kids, or at least I felt like he did. And he said, if you learn to write what's in your heart, and I'm not talking about proper English necessarily. I'm not talking about great grammar. We're going to work on all that stuff. But I mean, be able to articulate the things that are going on inside of your heart, inside of your brain, inside of your soul. If you can get that out, it will provide you something for the rest of your life. It's this. It's a catharsis. <laughs> Here's where the peeing on trees come in. So the, the word catharsis actually has a root around the word catheter, right? So, so the, the idea you, you've all, you've done this before where you're out and you're, you're like riding in the car, maybe you're in traffic and you should have gone to the bathroom and you shouldn't have gone to Starbucks and you got all this stuff in you. And all of a sudden you got to go and you got to go bad. And finally, when you get to go, you find a tree or you go wherever you can go. And there's this moment of, ah, right? It's this pressure that's built up. 
Man, that's a great way to start a podcast, isn't it? Talking about peeing. I don't know what I was thinking. Welcome to the Three Things Podcast. <laughs> that's probably the way it's going to be. But but that's the root of the word cathartic, is this, this sense of like relief that there is pressure built up in you, and it's come out. And the idea that Mr. Brewer gave as a senior in high school to me was the thought that writing didn't have to sound good. It didn't have to feel good to somebody else. That there was at the heart of communication and writing was the sense that it is first and foremost for the one doing the communicating. I love that. I communicate daily, um, not just verbally, but I speak on a regular basis. This summer, I, I will speak about 17 times. I preach on Sundays sometimes when churches let me. Um, I get a lot of chances to speak at conferences. And my first conversation and my first thought about my talk is often, what do they need? It's often, what do they want to hear? And one of the things that's really hit me recently is that my talk should be a catharsis for me. It should be this thing that is swelling up out of me. Jewish prophets used to say that there was, there was this, this sense that there was, um, in your bones, you could feel it. Like I've got something in my bones that's shaking and it needs to come out. That's the way the Jewish writers would talk about the way they felt about God and, and delivering his word to people. That, that there was something in their bones that had to just erupt. It's like shaking a two liter bottle of Pepsi with the cap on and then releasing the cap. And what I realized is when I started to do that, when I started to think about what needs to come out of me, it changed the way I communicate. It changed the way I talk. It changed the way I think. It changed the way I work. It changed what I do and how I write emails and how I do things. Now, I don't think about it all the time, but part of the reason I'm doing this Three Things podcast is for catharsis. I have something in my bones that needs to come out. And churches don't always let me say it for good reason. You know, I, I'm not a good church preacher often. Um, many of you, if you're listening, probably heard me in a church at one point, And there's a reason that I'm no longer in that church <laughs> for some reason. Uh, not all churches like questions. And I have a whole lot more questions than I do answers. But, um, but I, I, I love the time I've spent in churches. Um, but I, I have this desire to, to get this stuff out of me. And I'm hoping that, that it's for you too, but it is first and foremost, something that it's in my bones. So these three things are always going to be three things about something that just wants to come out of me. And if I know you, which I do mom, <laughs> sorry, I'm done with that joke. If I know you and, and I'm learning that we're not all that much different, no matter what we say, think and feel, there are things that bring us together that there, there is, is something in you about these topics that I'll be sharing that you, you would just really like to get your own catharsis. And maybe you get that differently than I do. And I'm hoping that somehow you can get that from this. Um, so why podcast? I mean, there's too many podcasts or there's maybe not enough podcasts. I don't know. That was a stupid thing to say. I, I don't know that there's too many podcasts. I know that there'll be a whole lot of eye rolls when this goes out on Facebook from old high school buddies and people who probably have good reason to roll their eyes at me. Um, but the truth is why podcast? Well, first and foremost, it just needs to come out of me. Um, I've been thinking about it for a long time and I'm just going to do it. So here it is. Um, <laughs> uh, I verbally process and, um, this is the way I connect with other human beings. So the first thing about the three things podcast episode one is that I'm doing this 
for a catharsis. And I'm hoping that somehow I can inspire you to find a catharsis in your life. It may not be speaking. For some of you, speaking scares you to death and you don't like to communicate in that way. For some, for others of you, it is, it is serving in a different way. It's for others of you. Um, it's, it's just being out in nature. Um, whatever it is that you will remember when you listen to the three, three things podcast that you have in your bones, something that the world needs. One of my favorite quotes, and by the way, you're going to hear me with a lot of quotes, and I will probably often mess up the author of them, but I'll do the best I can. One of my favorite quotes is something like this, that most people try to figure out what the world needs. They try to figure out, especially if you own a business, if you're running something, if you're trying to provide services or a product to somebody, you're trying to sell them something or help them in some way, then you spend a lot of time trying to figure out what the world needs. But you are much better off, and so are they, if you will figure out what makes you come alive. If you will make, if you will just spend the time to make sure to find out what it is, what is it that makes me come alive, and then do that, because you know what the world needs. The world needs more people who have come alive. The world needs more people who have something in their bones that have to get out. My hope is that maybe we can do that together. It's not going to be good always. Um, but it's got to come out and I hope you find that to me, this is my effort in that way. Just to say, this is, this is what makes me come alive. Hope you find one too. The second thing about the three things, three things podcast is that, um, that, you know, I, I want to bring light to things. Um, (laughs) this is the Eleanor Roosevelt part. This, this quote is, is, uh, been attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt. It's also been attributed to Confucius and I think three or four other people. So I'll contribute it, you know, and you can, you can attribute it to me if you want to. Michael Jackson probably said it. I don't know who said it, but a few people said this thing and it is profound. And it is this, that it is better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Some things need to be said twice. Better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. (laughs) Mr. Brewer would love that one because it comes from something deep in human nature. My up until now, I, I would say even now I am a recovering pessimist. I lapse and fall off the wagon often. I don't want to be a pessimist. If there was a 12 stroke, 12 step program for pessimism, I would be in it. I, I I want to light a candle, but my first inclination is often to curse the darkness, just to find the dark part and just tear it apart. I, my first inclination is to want to write something on Facebook or social media that just tears something down or speaks to the bad part of things, but it is worthless. It is worthless. When Jesus talked about, he was surrounded by this group of people who felt the same way. It's a, it's a human nature thing to, to look at the bad things, to say the Roman government has completely, uh, you know, screwed us again. And we're, we're a mess and this is not fair. And there was this grumbling and, and Jesus looked at him one time and he says, I want you to be different. I want you people who are being downtrodden, those who are being stepped on, those who are being asked to, t- to be taxed 40, 50% of their income and more, those of you who have been screwed by society, I want you to be the light of the world. My guess he was standing out probably in the desert, looking up into the hills. 
And it was probably getting dark when he said this. And you could see lights start to, to shine on hills, just fire. And he said, you know, a, a, a light like that, if you put a bowl on top of it, it's worthless. But a, a little bit of light changes all the darkness around it. Whether, no matter what you believe about Jesus, this will change your life. I know because I'm a recovering pessimist who lapses more often than he'd like to admit. And when I start with light, when I choose to light a candle instead of curse the darkness, it changes the way I think, it changes the way I feel, it changes the way I act. Every night before I go to bed, before my kids go to bed at 9 o'clock, my son brushes his teeth and my daughter's usually already got all that wrapped up and he's brushing his teeth. In London, my daughter wants the same thing every night for me. We sit and we talk and we pray. Um, I come from a Jesus tradition and no question. And I remember, it's cool to think about this. I remember at the, you know, at the earliest of my memories is my dad's scruffly beard at the end of a long day coming to give me a kiss and pray with me before he went to bed. I don't remember what he said. I don't know what he prayed for, but it wasn't the point. Um, it was him giving his last energy to his son in the end of the night. And I remember it often. Um, and it's sometimes what makes me take the hike up the spiral staircase to my daughter's bedroom in the loft of the log cabin that we live in. And every night she wants the same thing. She wants prayer time. She wants to talk about the day and she wants one thing. We do this all the time. She's 12 years old. We do it every night. I have to come to bedtime studied and ready for her because she wants a quote. She wants something to think about before she goes to bed. She wants something philosophical. She wants something spiritual. Sometimes I'll grab something from the Psalms or the Proverbs. Sometimes I'll grab something from, from Confucius or sometimes I'll pull something from Eleanor Roosevelt. Who knows? I just pull something every night and then I'll say, what does that mean? How will that make you think differently when you go to school tomorrow. And when I asked London, when I shared with her this quote a couple weeks ago, and I, I'll just never forget the look that she gave me. I was a 12-year-old who hadn't yet fallen prey to that awful monster of pessimism. This was not a struggle for her. And, and usually she looks at me with this knowing look and this excitement when it comes to these things, but this one confused her. And as I started thinking about it, I thought, she is the light. <laughs> this is what Jesus said. This is what Jesus meant when he said, if you, if you want the kingdom of heaven, that is, you know, when Jesus said the kingdom of heaven, he wasn't talking about when you die, you're going to go to heaven. When he was talking about the kingdom of heaven, he was talking about this thing on earth, this joy that we can have, this peace that we desire so badly, that thing that, that is heaven, we can have it on earth. And if, if you want the kingdom of heaven, he said, you need to be like children. That is, you need to look at the world. You need to find a way to look at the world with light first instead of cursing the darkness. So, on the Three Things podcast, the only notes I'm really giving myself as I do this is the optimism in each of these. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to drift into the dark and then I've written milestones for myself to say, no, we are not leaving this thing, number two thing, until we hit the light. Because I want to shed light. I do not want to just curse the darkness. So when you walk away from this podcast, 
what I'm hoping is that there's light. Whatever you get from this, you don't get more darkness. That's my hope. I'm a recovering pessimist. I'm a struggling Jesus follower. <laughs> I, I struggle with the thing, the church thing, the religion thing on a daily basis. You, you not hear me use the word Christian very much because there is so much baggage for me. And I'm sure there is for you too. Some of you start to vomit when you say the word. The people who followed Jesus were referred to as people who were following the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. People who are following me are following a way of doing life that is different. A way that looks at the world differently. This group of people chose to love their enemies. This group of people chose to be strong in passivity. This group of people stood for something. They didn't stand against something. I want that. And I'm looking for it. So I'm a struggling Jesus follower, and often I see something in a church or in a Christian, in a fellow struggling Jesus follower that doesn't want, that makes me want to not be associated with that. And it causes a darkness in me, and it causes me to curse that darkness. And I want this podcast to be accountability for me, to choose the light. Maybe you struggle the way I do. Maybe you're tired of religion, but you never tire of Jesus. Maybe you don't believe that he's the son of God. You don't have to listen. You don't have to, to believe, to listen to this. Maybe, maybe you just want to pursue truth and love. You're in the right place. So the first thing about the three things is that catharsis. The second thing is the idea that I want this to be light and darkness. And I, I want to, I want accountability for that. Um, and then the third thing is I want to celebrate questions. <laughs> I, I, I think that questions are under, unrela- uh, underrated in life. I think we often believe that there is no resolution until the question has been what? Answered. Like the question is just the beginning of the conversation, but the answer is the conclusion and the end and sort of the... Uh, you know, it's the, the, the last big part of the fireworks, the grand finale, you know, the answer is the grand finale, but throughout history and especially Jewish history and throughout Jesus history and throughout the history of, of, of the Jesus movement, man, there is this sense that questions are the, are, are, are the celebration. Questions are the energy that questions are what lead us to the next big thing in our life. When I look back on my life, I can see that in the biggest questions in my life are where the transition was happening. In the midst of me asking this huge question that didn't feel good at the time, that felt broken, that felt harsh, that felt hard, I can look back on it now and say, what had I been if I had just got an answer there instead of been left with the question? So I'm not going to have a lot of answers here. I'm going to have a lot of thoughts. I'd like to, when it comes to these three things podcast. I'd like to take a subject. Um, you're going to hear some subjects coming up that are familiar to you, um, that have a whole lot more than three things surrounding them. But I would like to leave you with some better questions than you had when you came. 
I think if I do, then I have done you well. What I believe about questions and what I believe about the struggle or the pursuit of truth and the pursuit of why we're here and what we're doing is that we've been set back a little bit by the thought that, um, that God's angry, that we are, that he is first and foremost uh, tilted towards anger. <laughs> um, you know, it started with the beginning of religion, um, where man decided, uh, that the gods must be angry because he was trying to plant, um, seed and sometimes it would rain and sometimes it wouldn't. Sometimes the, it would rain so much it would wash the seed away and sometimes the sun would come out and sometimes it wouldn't. And he realized he was not in charge of the things that he needed for life. And so he began to realize that some, something else was. So he began to make up things and, and begin to believe that if, if he could please these, whoever was in charge of the sun and the rain and the seed, if he could just please them, then it would benefit his life. And so he did whatever he could. And this is how sacrifice started. And even, you know, he just got more and more desperate to the point where child sacrifice came about. And this is nothing new to you, but you, 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 you follow out, follow through history. And, and while, while most of the world is no longer participating in child sacrifice, there is this leftover residue of a feeling about God that he is first and foremost or tilted in some way towards anger and that his essential posture towards human life is one of crossed arms and you better not cross me. You better do something to please me. The older I get, the more I feel like we have the wrong picture of God. You know, the, the older I get, the more I start asking questions and the more my questions get better and the deeper they get, I start to feel like that actually the exact opposite is true. All the stories that Jesus told, all the things that have come together in my life, I'm just old enough now to be able to look back and see bad things that now turn to good things. You know, the worst parts of the story have now become the best parts of the story and God has redeemed them. And I realized that he has, he's actually tilted the universe in our favor. Like he, it's it, instead of him crossed arms watching, going, hmm, you better not mess up. It's more like he's leaning over the rail. That's a terrible analogy. I don't believe there's a heavenly rail, <laughs> but it's almost like he's leaning down, looking like my mom does when when London, my daughter, is playing volleyball and she's about to serve, and we're all praying she can get it over the net. She leans forward with hands clasped, and under her breath, saying, "You can do it." That is the posture of the Father. That is the posture of God. And with that posture comes a divine that welcomes questions because he knows they lead to answers or he knows they lead to better questions that move us towards the life we've always wanted. So the gods aren't angry. (laughs) If you get something you need in your life right now, can't promise you're going to get it. You know that. If you don't, it's not because the gods are angry or God is angry. In fact, what we know, what we've seen, and what I've felt in my life is the exact opposite. God is leaning towards us. So there's three things about the Three Things podcast. They'll be more interesting as we move on. I'm excited about talking a little bit about Jewish history. I am fascinated with the Jewish culture because of um, the Bible. 
If you're listening and you made it this far and you're not a Jesus follower or you are not a God person, um, you need to know you're safe. Um, because you know, this thing that I'm doing is, is, is coming from a Jesus tradition. There's no question. And I am proud of it and I love it. But no matter what you believe, there is something here that is about humanity. And I will not leave the conversation about religion. The conversation always leads to humanity because friends, that's why we're here, right? That's why you're listening. That's why I'm talking (laughs) because we want to figure out what it is we're doing here. Why, how do we get to the things that we love and how do we get better at asking questions? Well, that was fun. I want to end each of these things with what I call mayus. I don't know. That's a stupid thing to say. Um, one of the things I forgot to say is that I am influenced by everything and everyone in my life. I listen to podcasts all day, as much as I can all the time. Um, and one of the podcasts I listen to is the Robcast with Rob Bell. Um, then if you go listen to him, you'll quit listening to me. Um, and you probably hear some stuff that I've said. I honestly, I'm not, I'm trying not to rip anybody off, but I might accidentally because it's all residue. One of the things that Rob does that I love, and you know, I'm just going to admit it. I get it from him. Um, he ends each of his talks. Um, not always on the Robcast, but when he talks in public with, with this sort of benediction, this sort of a written out thought about, um, sort of the end of it. So I'm going to end with what I'm calling the may use, um, may you this and may you that. And, um, that's the way I want to try these. So something that I'm writing just for you, um, as we go through each of these. So, um, as we end this first, uh, of the three things podcast, <laughs> may you find a catharsis today. May you feel something in your bones that needs to come out. May you find yourself huddled somewhere in your log cabin like I am with headphones on, staring at the wall, talking into a piece of metal, wondering what in the world you're doing and feeling full, feeling alive. May you light a candle today instead of curse the darkness. If you struggle like I do, with a recovering pessimism tendency. May you just do it in the places that you don't normally do it. Just make it to lunch today. Thinking light before dark. And may you celebrate question. May you ask more questions. May your questions get better. Would you invite your kids to ask questions? Would you remind yourself, would you remind your friends, would you remind your children that we are in an environment where the divine is leaning in. He's on your side. And may you come back. Thanks for listening, Mom. See you next time.